I'm sad, man. I'm sad. Why are you sad? Um, a tank, a trailer tank carrying like fuel or something exploded on the highway between Ibadan and Lagos in Nigeria. Oh, right. It's mad, man. It's mad. Wow. It's going on this week in Nigeria. And sorry, it's the worst way to start a podcast, but. Uh, Damn. You know, That's and then crazy. This, this, to end the week is. I mean, the week is not even over. It's just too much in one week. And that's Damn. not even to mention Nigeria going out of the World Cup. We thought that would be the worst thing to happen. Yeah, no. I know. Turns yeah, out it's not. What kind of killings have been happening? Um, I haven't read too much details into it. Um, yeah. In some states, it's to do with like the cows and it's just mad, man. It's just uh, mad. Or is it still with the Fulani herdsmen? Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know the whole, the whole details of it, but yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the state now. And I know, like, they had to, um, some youth couples have not, you know, people had to evacuate and things like that. It's just... Damn. It doesn't make... It's... Uh, it, uh, I don't even know. Like, yeah. it's not like it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make sense. It's the dumbest thing in the world, but it's just like... Like, I, I don't... I just don't get it. Mm. Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Just hope everyone's good. Um, yeah, man. This yeah. is us getting excited to go back to Nigeria. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? In my head, I'm thinking, damn, it's crazy. This is why our parents look at us as, this is why people in Nigeria look at us as crazy. Like, like we're crazy, yeah. You want to come back here? Yeah. Yeah? Like, you better stay there. It's crazy, I know. Even my uncle that just moved there, like, he's just looking at me, you're crazy. I just left there, and now you want to go. It looks weird, but we got to do what we have to do, man. Welcome to this week's podcast with me, Wachibodo, and Brandon. Yep. After all that stuff you, you've mentioned, like, how do we even start the podcast now, bro? Dude, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. It, so, guys, what we normally do before the podcast, we normally have topics we're going to discuss, but we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll still touch on those topics. But it, it just shows the, the importance that one, one man can make, like, you know, the decisions that, the domino effect, you know, of decisions that people in power, you know, can take mm. to prevent things like this. It, it just shows how much power is in certain people's hands. But I was, I was saying to a group earlier, like, I feel like the government, not, not even the president, because he is not really the lawmaker. He doesn't, you know, make a lot of the rules and regulations and laws and things like that. You know, that's why I'm not too forced on the president, you know. Yeah. It's one of the yeah. people in those positions. But I feel like they just see it as a means to put food on their table. They are not doing it from a place of, I love the country, I love the people, or even I respect the people to sh- give them something decent. Or even I fear the people that if they riot, you know, you know, th- like there is, they have no form of um, commitment or allegiance to the people. You, mm. I mean, what, what, stops, what stops you from fixing the road? And, like, what actually stops them from fixing the road? They did it in Abuja. You know, fair enough, Abuja is a new city, like, you know, but they, if they did it there. It's a highway road. There's nothing stopping you from fixing it. Make the lanes wider and add an extra lane and tell the trucks and lorries to drive on that lane. Put regulations to say that the vehicle you're using has to be up to par. 
do we even do MOT checks in Nigeria? I'm I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> we, do we do MOT checks? You know, we probably yeah. There's there's no accountability for people speeding with those lorries on those bumpy roads and taking something that's probably overweight for the lorry to be carrying. Mm. Who is carrying fuel? Why are you carrying fuel on a highway <laughs> at peak time? Peak time. It's it's sorry guys, I'm rotting, but it's peak time, yeah. Like, yeah, you have to pay money if you're gonna get a train at peak. Mm. Just to make sure people don't take the train. Like some of us take later trains because it's cheaper. Mm. You know, it's it, like I, I was saying to the group, like when I see things like this, though it's scary, it also reminds me why I want to come to Nigeria. Because it shows the importance of, you know, of what my little contribution can do. I'm not saying I'm going to go there and magically change the place. I don't know how to power the resources you know, yeah. to do that. But I have some skill set. I have some experience. I have some knowledge that I can contribute, you know. And hopefully uh-huh. that contribution creates a domino effect, you know, and the people you impact with your values and morals will then impact others and we begin to spread, you know, that, mm. that mindset because I think the biggest issue in Nigeria is mindset mm. and something like that is not easy to fix mindset is our biggest issue the, the mindset we have right now will not allow us to be great where's our current mindset then we are lackadaisical okay um, we are too accepting of some of the nonsense that the <laughs> putting us through mm. you know sorry that the who is putting us through it cut off there that the government is putting okay we're afraid because if young people stand up and riot today who says they will not just take policemen to come and shoot us mm. you know and at the same time we're greedy because of all the issues we face now is no i just need to take care of me and my family you know i, I just need to look after me and my family Things that are not that supposed, you know, things that shouldn't be the norm, we've accepted as the norm. Mm. You know, so it's and it's just like a mix of two. There's too many emotions that everyone has to go through. You know, it's it's it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, I get what you mean, man. But as we said, when we know we're not going to be one of the ones that sort of. Um, sit down and watch it happen. You know, we've got, we got, we got work to do as well on our side. So, yeah. We just got to make sure we fulfill them and stick to them, basically. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But sweet, to move on to a more uh, positive note, I guess we could say. <laughs> you get what I mean? Um, we're going to start off with IGTV, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can start with that. Okay, because the reason why I'm saying this is because it sort of sets the tone. It brings a high and then it moves it to another topic. Then it, you know, I, I sort of like different moods and attitudes when, when we speak. So what is IGTV then? See, that's true. We can't, you are not big on social media. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know what IGTV is. No, but, I know, um, but I was, yeah. was going to say, like, for those of us who will probably use it, and then I clock back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, so um, um, Instagram. I've decided, I mean, they killed Vine by creating videos on True. their, on, and now it looks like they're coming after YouTube. I don't know if they're exactly coming after YouTube, but mm. they've created the platform, you know, they've created a, 
an extension on, on Instagram whereby you can now upload well longer videos. Um, it to be vertical, not horizontal. Yeah, you can upload longer videos and put them on your Instagram page or as IGTV. I see it mm-hmm. as an extension of the permanent video that stays on your what stories on your stories. So you have yeah. the stories that you can put together on your um, profile. Yeah, I feel like when when I, when I saw this, the the reason I liked it is because, say for example, I have a YouTube channel. I only have like. 141 subscribers. Mm. But I have 600 people on Instagram. Yeah. That's following you, right? That's following me on Instagram. Yeah. When I upload a story on Instagram, yeah, I get an average of well, close to 100 views. So immediately, I already have 600 subscribers. You see, that, that's the way I saw it. So I don't have to, you know, and I can create content that is just specifically... Because there are videos I've wanted to do, but they are, you know, probably too short for a platform like, you know, YouTube, or the concept might not really work there. But now Instagram yeah. has created a place whereby you can, you can literally start doing three minutes videos. Once we're brainstorming about ideas like um, Monday motivational videos, yeah, uh, you know, just simple things that you can do, but you already have an audience. Mm. And you are not, you know, you don't have to go out and fetch for new audience. Mm. And I think doing it horizontal as well, they'll probably, you know, make it vertical wherever you can tilt your screen and all that stuff. But doing it horizontal as well, I think will just give people a setting, the creative challenge. So I actually like it. I, I, I love the concept. But mm. my question is, when is Mark going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. My view on IGTV, just to add on to what you just said. So IGTV is basically an app that Instagram, it's a standalone app that Instagram have just released that is also available via the home screen button on um, the Instagram app using using a TV icon. And so what Instagram have done is they've created this long form app that's um, allowed users to create longer videos from like one minute, apparently it was before, to an hour long right now. And these videos are mainly for people, especially creators and influencers, to create videos for their followers. Because apparently a follow on Instagram is an automatic follow on um, on IGTV. What is my opinion on IGTV? I think it's... Um, I'm not too surprised because, you know, the video, video platforms are sweeping over now. You've got platforms like Twitch... Not to talk of YouTube, the major one. Not to talk of, uh, you know, YouTube, the major one. You got Vimeo. I knew video would, you know, sort of longer videos will sort of be Instagram's next move if you look at it. But they wouldn't want to do it just to be like a YouTube. Do you see what I'm saying? So I, I sort of saw this coming. Even though I'm an avid um, Instagram user, I just, I'm just a person that looks into tech. But my view on IDTV, it, it, it's great, and I, and I think it's, it's a good idea. It's great because. What you've done is YouTube, there's this sort of like culture in YouTube, I believe, whereby to be a vlogger, you have to have the sickest camera. You have to have like these, all these crazy cameras that everyone's thrown about. But if you look at how, you know, how most things are done back in the days or, you know, content, it's not really about what you're using to record. It's, 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 it's about the content you're providing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So my stance, why I see Instagram have done is they've said, oh, you know what? Anyone can now be an influencer. Anyone can be a creator. And all you can do is create um, videos from your mobile phone. It's as easy as that. Do you see what I'm saying? That's one, one way I look at it. Another way I look at it is what Instagram has done is that, wait, we've got all these different types of influencers. We got, we got lifestyle 
people, we've got people that do makeup, we've got people that do beauty and models and all these various kinds of people, right? But the content they're currently, that Instagram currently provides is static. So Instagram is like, what if we can make this content more dynamic and provide a more longer form whereby these makeup artists don't actually have to link to their YouTube page. They can actually do all this stuff on, you, on Instagram. Ooh. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I think it's a great idea. But my question to you, Brandon, and it's very interesting, and I want to know your view on this, is YouTubers find it very difficult to monetize. They're having issues with, you know, monetizing their creators' yeah, content. How do you think Instagram is going to tackle the issue of monetization amongst these creators? I don't, I don't even think they need to think of monetization yet because we don't fully know what it is. You know, we've, we've, we, as we've seen over time with technolo- technology and when you create something, it usually takes a life of its own. And I think that's what they simply have to wait to do. When, when Instagram first started just for pictures, nobody knew, thought of influencers, nobody thought of engagement in the way that we do now. You know, um, mm. uh, what's it called? Social media marketing, digital marketing wasn't this big, you know, as it is now, but it's because Instagram took a life of its, of its own. I love what you were saying about, for example, the makeup artists, because they are, you have mm. people who don't have the skill set to do it on YouTube. Mm. You know, they do not have that, that edit because if you're going to be a YouTuber and you're alone, even if you're using your phone, you, you still need to know how to use Photoshop. Um, what's it called? Uh, Premiere Pro or Final yeah. Cut Pro. You yeah. Know? But if you're doing it on your phone and you've been using an app on your phone this whole time, yeah. you just have to extend how long you're doing the video for. You know, exactly. so I love that. And I think some of those influencers even would already, doing this would already give them a different way of becoming more of a bigger influence and monetizing what mm. they already have now. Mm. You know, because they've probably just been waiting for the time to say, I'm going out, let me do a five minute. This is how I get ready in five minutes. They can mm. literally just put their phone there, bam, done, go. There's no need for post editing, you know, no need to do a title, create a banner. You have to have a thousand subscribers <laughs> before you can monetize. Or ten, you know, so all yeah. those loopholes you have to jump through mm-hmm. for monetization goes out of the window. I think when it, by the time people discover what to do with it, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are still like, people are re- uploading old videos from YouTube. Yeah. Onto there, Gar- some, you know, some users are not to, like followers are not too happy. They want yeah. the, the creators to do something new with it. Mm-hmm. I like what MKBHG is doing, for example. Mm. What is he doing? doing? He's doing like more behind the scenes. Mm. Um, the first time he receives a package, you know, unwrapping it. Because what he was doing with Facebook was um, he would do like a Facebook and Instagram live. Mm. If he was unboxing something for the first time and if he, he knew what it was, but well, you know, it's just showing us. Mm. So now he can actually do a bit more behind the scenes. So now you've given him a whole, you've given us a whole new experience mm. to his world. You know, because he w- there was something he said. He said, you know, like Twitch is mostly used for live streaming. And he said, that's a totally different skill set. Mm. You know, the same way like podcasting is. You might be good at podcasting, but when the camera is on your face, you might not be able to speak the same way. You have to be able to speak a certain way if you're going to do podcasting. You know, mm. so if you're going to do filming in front of video, you have to address it a different way. And I feel mm. like this, you know, helps the people who have all the following but can't do YouTube because they just don't know how to do voiceovers and do a video. Or, and then all the people who just simply can't do other editing and just has, you know, a short story to tell you and just need to get it over with, you know. So mm. I, 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 I don't know about monetization yet. I don't know how they're going to do it. 
but I think for now they shouldn't. I know they're probably thinking about it, you know. No, absolutely, yeah. They're the probably thinking about it, but yeah, you know, the I don't C- even think it's something we need to worry ourselves. Like we, the creators, mm. shouldn't mm. even be thinking of. Let's just enjoy it and discover, you know, what it is. Mm. See, I agree with what you're saying, and I slightly disagree because if you're like a if you're a content creator, right, and the only thing you're doing is making content full time, right? And you've got an app that's providing you a full-time, you know, that's providing your income. And then another app comes in and says, oh, you know, we want you key influencers to come on this app and start making some content. You know that your content is very valuable and you know, it, you, you know what it's worth, right? I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of content creators are willing to say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, going to, I don't mind if, if, if um, Instagram don't monetize it yet. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is money involved. When there's money involved in business, like people tend to switch on and say, you know what? I'm getting like 50,000 eyeballs. How does that transpire? In, in, how does that, you know, convert to money and revenue? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you got to remember, this is business at the end of the day. But but I do understand what you're coming from in the stance that this is very, it's still an early app. You know, this thing just came out, what, yesterday or two days ago. I think we shouldn't put too much expectations on it right now. As you know, when Apple first released the first iPhone four, you know there were certain functionalities that were there there then that 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 isn't there now on the current models. So I feel like this is something we just should just watch from from a long distance and see how um, Instagram grows. Like you said, you know, Instagram. No one thought about influencers and all these different people that are on it presently when Instagram first started. It was just it was just for uploading images of you know your day and all the stuff. So. It will be interesting to see um, what happens. But I did have another question for you in regards to IGTV. Um, What was my question? My question is that, again, this discussion of this taking over YouTube or being... I I, I don't think it's any... It's not a discussion we should be having now. I still think, you know, YouTube is the main dominance. You know, again, one thing we have to take into consideration is YouTube is still mainly desktop. There's more functionalities available there's, you know, the search in YouTube is like above par now. They've almost perfected it. You know, if you look at the IGTV, the search isn't, again, it's still early on. The search isn't up to par yet. How are you going to search? You can search by people's names, usernames, which I think is currently right now. Or are we going to search based on hashtags? Or are we going to search based on what's hot? Do you see what I'm trying to say? So there's still a few things they, they need to think about. I, I think they already low-key, like slowly addressing that because how did you find people on Instagram before? You could search on hashtag, you could search on names, you yeah. know, suggestions would come up. And I think that's what Instagram has always been like. I don't think they're going to go after YouTube the way other people have tried to, the way Vimeo tried to do it, and yeah. other social um, video platforms. Mm. And obviously YouTube, I mean, they were first in the market. We, we always talk about being first in the market or doing it better than the person that was first. Unfortunately, 100%. they were first and they're doing it very well. So, yes. you know, so I think that's what I'm saying, like about the monetization and stuff. They need to find, Instagram just need to find their own niche. Let it take a mm. life of its own. Mm. Pinpoint exactly, you know, what it is by itself. Because that's what, that's what Twitch did. Twitch realized, yeah, we're not, we're not here to compete against, you know, YouTube. But we know that this is the best platform for gaming and um, live streaming. Yeah. And then they pushed that instead of saying, everybody come and upload your video here. Makeup artists aren't going to go on Twitch. Yeah. You know, 
So I think they just need to find, you know, let let it find the life of its own. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, still early days. I don't think we should try and put all these expectations. But as technologists, technologists, I should say, we can make uh, we can have our own predictions on what we think will happen. But you know, maybe one alternative is to have pay partnerships like they do, like they're currently doing. Or the possibility of, you know, being able to buy things from videos. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens anyway. But um, is there anything else you wanted to add on the discussion on IGTV? Um, I would definitely be using it. I'm thinking of some things already. So nice. I will definitely be playing around with that platform. Sick. So what is our next topic? What are we talking about now? Um, uni or... Apprenticeships. Apprenticeships. Yes. So the discussion that me and Brandon and the other lads on, on the chat we were having was, is it actually worth going to university anymore or is it just worth getting an apprenticeship? I'm going to let you, you know, take the role on this first and just to, so I can have my own. I, I yeah. already have my own points, but I, want, I would like to see what you say. So obviously um, this weekend I'm taking my sister to go to open for open days. Mm. And, and then I ran into a guy just last weekend. And he's studying networking, you know, IT. Mm. And he said his unit has an apprenticeship. And he's getting paid. He's working. But he's also going to uni. Fair enough, he won't finish in three years. He'll finish in four years. But it's basically the same timeline. So Mm. he's not doing a placement, you know. He's Mm. actually worked, you know, like actually worked a real job. Um, And so I I started thinking about it. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm of this idea that you do not need the academic structure to be educated. Mm-hmm. You know, you do not need to go to uni to be educated. Um, so I think it, you get into a place whereby because when you graduate, you, you're competing against people. You're not competing against other graduates alone. You're also competing against um, everyone. You're competing against everyone who mm-hmm. is trying to go for a normal job. So when you're just graduating and you said you've been a placement, that might not be Enough. Enough. My thing about choosing apprenticeship or choosing um, uni or even knowing which university to go is this. I believe if you are, there are certain, there are certain fields you, you have to go to uni. There is no Black choice. Yeah. If you want to be a lawyer, you're not going to pass the bar by studying in your room. Mm. You know, if you want to be a doctor, you have to go, you have to go out there in the medical field. I don't think you can walk into any hospital and say, hey, I want to be, I want to shadow you. I want to volunteer um, to be a surgeon. You know, and so, mm. you know, if you, if you, so things like doctors, lawyers, um, you know, anything in the health, but not anything in the health field, but, you know, specific engineering courses, if you want to be an aerodynamic, blah, 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 and work at NASA or something, mm. you know, you probably need to go get a degree from people in, you know, in uni, um, mm-hmm. in that academic structure, because that's the way that world is set up. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be, let's start with people like us, if you want to be a programmer, if you want to be a photographer, if you want to be a dancer, mm-hmm. although African parents will say, why would my child go and be a dancer? What? A dancing, okay. You you know, if you're gonna do anything in the creative field, um, fashion, you know, if you're gonna be a chef, don't don't go to a normal uni and 
do cookery. Go to a go to a place that's actually renowned for training people on how to be a chef. Mm. Culinary school, I believe. It's yeah, called. that's that's what it's yeah. called. You know, so my thing is go because in in this modern age, it's about experience. It's about showing me that you can do what I need you to do. Mm. You know, that's why you have we have you know we know this. You have you have people who sat at home and playing games. Mm. who just know how to speak well and analyze the game properly, who didn't go to uni and aren't getting paid hundreds of thousands just to go play games. True. You know, they didn't go to uni, but doesn't mean they're not educated in that field. They were mm. not just playing the game, but they were observing. So they have experience mm. of actually playing and noticing, oh, that's wrong. And through interest, they go and say, okay, let me read up on that. Oh, okay, mm. the pixels are not good. Um, the graphics they use. Um, mm. They should have used CAD, and you know. So now they're, they're looking out of interest, looking into it, and saying, "Oh, I actually like this." Mm. We don't need to go to uni to become a game expert. So I think absolutely understanding what you want to do and knowing which one fits you best. Mm. You know, um, the only reason I would say go to uni is, is the networking. Mm. You know, it's it's the networking. But now apprenticeship will give you that as well, I believe. You know, because they, they are going to put you there out there in the real world. You are going to be talking to people who have been in that field, you know, 10, 20 years. So you can actually, you know, ask them questions. I'm like, okay, maybe I do not want to be here mm. after all. And let's be honest, like, what are you really paying for in uni? The 9,000 pounds. Lecturers are still reading off slides, just came to yeah. find out. They are True still that. reading off the slides and the slide comes from the book that you mm. could have picked up in the library, you know. <laughs> and then when you try to have a one-on-one with them, they are telling they're you they're not there. Or it's just yeah. 30 minutes and they never really answer. Mm, or 15 minutes for some. <laughs> you know, and they never really answer your question. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying uni is useless. The networking you get in uni, if, if mm. you do it properly. You see, that's another thing. I think we were talking once about in the early podcast. Yeah. Um, and I said some of us are just lazy. You know, mm. if you use it properly, if mm. you use uni properly, you know, they can be the best time of your life. But I think you're getting to a place whereby, you know, you, you, you should be able to to define which part suits you best. Mm. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great, that's a great answer, to be honest. My view on this is it depends. And it depends what, it depends. It's my new answer to everything nowadays. Because I've been listening to a lot of like podcasts, you know, and there's one thing I've come to understand, and I haven't heard anyone say it the specific way as this tech guru says. He said, normally he realizes that when a lot of people give answers or give their own uh, viewpoints or give their own advice is the word I'm looking for, to people in life, they forget to consider one thing. People are in different circumstances in life. Do you see what I'm saying? And the reason why my answer is depends is it depends on your circumstance. You could have a real strict African parent that, you know, or no, let me not even use that analogy you could be the first, um, the first person in your family to ever go to university, first generation to go to university. So that meaning that certificate means more to you than ever. Your, probably, your family and you are probably not going to say, oh, I'm going to go do an apprenticeship because no one's ever got a degree in, you know, in your family's history. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that instance, you say, okay, I'm going to go to uni. In another instance, if you've got the type of family that you know, their beliefs on education are unorthodox in the sense that they believe that you don't actually have to go to uni to be successful. Then you've got the possibility of looking at other options, such as apprenticeships. Do you see what I'm saying? So it, it all depends on the scenario you're in. 
if I had to say this one's better, this one's not better, that wouldn't be right for me to say because what I chose was based on my circumstance. I was the first person to go to university in my household. So for that reason, having a degree meant more to me than anything because I knew that I would be inspiring the people coming after me. Do you see what I'm saying? But if it wasn't for that circumstance, I probably wouldn't have gone to university after finding out that I could take a six months boot camp course at um, these, you know, online boot camps for programming and I could still get a job at Google. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, another thing I'd like to say is to touch on what Brandon said. Here's another factor. If you know that your person, again, these are just based on my circumstances. These are based on, on my views or my experience. So I can't go out and say, do this and do that. But just to add on to what Brandon said, which is a good point, is that if you're the type of person who wants to social, I would say socialize, but who wants to network, who likes this systematic system of, you know, having a routine of wanting to be around um, the academia setting, just what I'm saying, or, you know, likes the idea of deadlines and all this stuff and want to improve in that universities for you, then choose university. If you know that, oh man, you know, it would be great for me to carry on the system that I carried on in A-level whereby I'm getting deadlines, I'm having a routine of work. Not to say that apprenticeship people don't do this, then, you know, go to university if that is what you want to experience. If you feel like you've never experienced, you know, how it is to be independent, you know, go, go, go to university, right? But if you're the type of person who's like, you know what, this uni stuff, I'm not even really feeling it. I feel like apprenticeship will, you know, will work best for me more because I need the finance. I need the money. I want to use the money to go on to do something bigger, which is the story nowadays. Do you see what I mean? And the fact that what I like about apprenticeships is that they give you hands-on experience. One thing that university didn't give us or didn't give me, I'll speak, I'd say, is the fact that we were creating all these cool programs and stuff, but they weren't relevant to the real world. Do you see what I mean? When I was applying for jobs for placements, people, the employees were like, good, we don't care about your grade. We want to know what have you gone out of your way to build outside of university? What have you yourself gone out to build based on what you've learned in university? And that's what matters. That means things you're learning in the, in, in the real world is what's more important. And that's when apprenticeships is good. You're getting paid and you're doing real life things. You're learning real life skills. You're dealing with real, real life clients. So these are a set of options and views you'd have to consider as an individual. And you would have to align them to your circumstance and not just base it that, oh, people saying apprenticeships are sick. Apprenticeships are the new trend. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't just go on this tad. Really have a think about it and know, look at your values. Look at the type of person you are. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's my point on this stuff, to be honest. I think my answer is it depends. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what you said about, you know, it is based on, like you said, depends and based on circumstance. Because, for example, I've done the degree now, but I think my parents are also starting to see that, no, my parents still very much believe you need a degree. Mm. Even if you are the best athlete in the world, you know, <laughs> they, they still believe you need a degree. But I can start seeing their leniency to say, okay, you know, you could do something else mm. outside of it. Because, like my sister, she's she's born to write easily. She's now study. She wants to go study English and philosophy. Whoa! You know, so all those thinking and all that. Like I love meta thinking, cognitive mm. thinking. Like I love that. But she's on some next level. <laughs> so someone like her advanced needs, thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone like her needs to go. To you. Mm. But then you have the younger one who she's more hands on. You know, she's an athlete. She dances, she sings, 
Mm. Now she's telling me she's interested in sound engineers because she saw how the church people are putting the mics together and how it works with the speakers and the acoustics in the room. So mm. when I look at someone like her, I'm thinking, and she's not, it's not like, obviously she studies hard, she will pass, you know. Mm. Um, so you're, you're Nigerian, you're brought up that way. You just have to find a way to pass. Of course. But you can see that it doesn't come naturally to her. And like mm. the other one, it's not like it's, she's natural at just getting you know, good results, but like she had to do all nighters to get it. But she's more of a reader, like you can see that's her. But, you know, so when I look at yes. the I start thinking, would my parents actually let, you know, the second one go do an apprenticeship? Mm. You know, I think, okay, because I have a degree and I can explain to them certain things, they might be more lenient. And it's also, you know, because yeah. of the relationship we have. You know, but yeah. So, like you said, there's there are, there are a lot of other factors that do come into it. So, like you said, don't just rush into it. You know, mm, absolutely. No, you're right. Parents are becoming okay. I'm not talking about African parents here, but there's a spot where me and one of my friends, where we go to, uh, what do you call it? We go get some work done. Our hangout spot where we just do work, and because we're regular faces at this spot, the woman who gives us our coffee. You know, she 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 came to say hello to us because she hasn't seen us in a while there. And then she was asking us, she was like, oh, so you guys are done with uni now? And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, and we said, what about you? She said, oh, one of my sons, you know, my second son is going to uni. And I was like, that's brilliant. And no, she said, one of my second sons is going to off to do an apprenticeship. And I said, that's brilliant. And I was like, what made you make that decision? She was like, well, my first son went to uni and he was looking for a job for like six months. So he didn't get a proper job until a year. And now he's working for like a very, you know, a good um, firm, basically. And then she said, but the second one, he's, he's been offered an apprenticeship and he's, the pay that he's going to get is basically that the pay that her first son just started getting. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, because of that, why wouldn't she let him do an apprenticeship? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So like the, the, the dynamic has changed there. Once a parent sees that, especially, you know, African parents, you know, when she sees that, well, obviously she doesn't care about the money, but she was like, my first son couldn't even get this first, you know, this pay in his first job. But, you know, my second son and his apprenticeship, they've already given him a good offer. So things like this also change the dynamic as to, you know, what parents are likely to say. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So I found that no, interesting. I, anyway. I think the thing with that um, is because parents, their worry is your financial security. I've, I've, I've come 100%. to understand that the reason, because... I was, I was telling some of the teenagers um, at my church and community, I was like, listen, a lot of you complain about African parents, and not just African parents, a lot of people are complaining about parents not understanding them, not letting them pursue their dream. It's because those parents worked hard to get you to a place whereby you can get a degree, get a job, and be financially secure. That's their ultimate aim, is whereby they can say, yes, my child can look after you know, themselves. But the, the issue there is the only part they ever knew was true education. You know, so mm. in their world, in their canvas, the only part that was ever painted was if you get a degree, you will get a good job. You know, and with that, with that good job, percent That's why I always tell people, like, if you're going to, you know, tell your parents about your dream, you have to basically pitch it mm. like it's a business. And you have yeah. to show them that it's profitable but you also have to show them that you're actually willing to make, like you're actually willing to put in the work because they, they would know when yeah. you're just, they know when you like something and they know when you actually would mm. work for something. You know, you just say, yeah. oh, I like dancing, but they've not seen you've done anything tangible with it. 
doesn't have yeah. to believe, you know, that, oh, you can actually go ahead and, and do it. So, you know, once you show them that yeah. this thing I'm doing, this thing I have passion for, this thing I love, can actually give me financial security. I think they yeah. start believing more. Like you said, it's not because they care about the money, it's because they care about your well-being mm. when they are no longer mm. there. Mm. That's true. No, no, that's a great point you've, you just highlighted, actually, because I was having a discussion with my little cousin about this a few days ago, and he was telling me, oh, man, my mom wants me to be a doctor and all this stuff. And I was like, look, you know, normally I'd have been like, there's, again, I'm careful how I talk to these kids because I'm not their parent, yeah. right? But normally I'd have been like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, that's unfair, blah, blah, blah. But I actually put myself in the shoes of the parent, you know? And I said, if you look at the past generation, what they had to do to work, you know, the, de- the generation for, you know, they came from, working, or oh, sorry, education was so important to them. Do you see what I'm saying? Without education, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that was what was pushed into their faces throughout. And that's what they believed in. Do you see what I'm saying? I do believe, you know, education is still a very, it's still very important, right? But if you look at this new generation, it's as, as you've seen, people are earning six-figure salaries by writing blogs, <laughs> you know? People are, are earning money just by writing by riding skateboards around, you know? You can become a professional skateboarder. Yeah, there's a professional, there's uh, BMX league right? and everything for skateboarding. So I'm trying to say, I, I'm talking about skateboards. What about gaming? Twitch has made people like millionaires. It's going to make people millionaires. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like times have changed. So it's what's happening is that there's two different generations having a tussle as to which one, you know, which generation is right and wrong. Do you see what I mean? Whereas what should be happening is, oh, parents, you know, this is a new generation. And like you said, this is what I want to do. This is how I, you know, plan on making my income, blah, blah, blah. I think if you present it to them as Dan, let them know, then, you know, it's all good. But then again, it all comes down to your circumstances. Always, always, always circumstance. But yeah, that's what I think anyway. Wait, I know I should have even even asked that question. Because I I, I was going to say, would you let your kid, you know... Yeah, you have a good balance between, you know, being a creative and, you know, understanding how the world works. So I, I think, mm. I think you, would, you would depend, like you said, depending on what the child, <laughs> the child yeah, doesn't want to be exactly. a, a dali, um, hip-hop dancer. Want to be a backup dancer <laughs> for Justin Bieber. <laughs> Oh my days! Nah, let's. I don't even know. Would you right now? I can't put in that judgment. I can't make again. I've realized that my thoughts have changed so much dramatically because it's very important to like. I, I am looking at the future, but I think it's very important to like focus on the now and how my mindset is. And because my mindset hasn't gotten to that level as to how how I would be if I had a kid, I really don't know. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. I won't say it's a lot of pressure for some people. I feel like the stuff they say for the future, I'm not saying don't, you know, aim high, but I'm saying like, we just don't know. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like, I, I was listening to a podcast and some guy was like, he was saying stuff like he was never going to get married. He hates, he doesn't hate marriage, but he just thinks marriage is flawed. <laughs> and then five years later, this guy becomes a mega CEO and he's like, he's got, he's married and he's got two kids. Do you see what I'm saying? That that was because there was a shift of mindset. There was a shift. As you said, you know, the knowledge has become advanced. Our, our, our mindsets evolve. Do you see what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah. So, like, man, I don't know. But what about you? How would you answer that question? I, I think it, it depends on, on what they want to do. I was looking at um, 
I was watching something from Will Smith the other day. And then mm. I started thinking about how he's bringing up his kids. And then you mm. realize that he's, um, the world he's built for himself immediately mm. affect the type of world his kids are going to grow up in. 100%. You know? So it's really, do- it's really down to the world I build. It's mm. going to affect the world my children are going to grow up in. For me, I think it comes down to as long as what they, whatever they are doing aligns with the family values and end goal, I, I think I'll be fine. And also, See? this is how also they are going to do it. You know, like, okay, okay. Let's sorry. Let's just pause there. That's 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 my thing. That's what I just said now. See, right now, your values are going to be different to 10 years later, no, right? See, I, I'm not one for, like... Okay, okay. Do you... Okay, okay. that's my next question. Do you know your values right now? Like, your key yes. values? Can you name three of them? Okay. One is to build a... Um, is to build something sustainable. Oh, no, values. No, that's, that's a that's that's, goal. My, yeah. my values stands as, one, to be transparent and open and honest. Okay. Number Brilliant. two is to, so I, I always give this when people ask me, what's your dream? And I always say, if, if I can provide a job for just one person that can affect that person's life and generation, mm-hmm. I'll, I, on that day, I know I've achieved my dream. So to, to carry people, to mm-hmm. build people and carry people along. And, and tell, okay. just to be, you know, just to have a good moral standing. Which I think is, is something okay, that's good. hard to come by nowadays, where people actually stick by, okay, you know, if you're a Christian, the Ten Commandments, and just stick to it. Just stick to it. Do not really dally, you see, around it. Brilliant. I like that. And I'll tell you why I like that. That's, that's when someone can, you can answer that question, because you've got all your values. You know, the first few of them figured out. Whereas for me, I'm still trying to, like, I know my values, but I'm working mm. on them. Yeah, Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm work, I'm 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 working to ensure that they are my values, so that I'm not just like okay, saying it for changing the, it. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 exactly. Do you see what I mean? I I could have I could say you know right now. Oh, I I, I want to be honest. You know, um, honesty is very important. You know, I want to like be. You know, but am I really putting stuff into practice? Do you see? Do you see what I, I'm saying? I I love the fact that you're talking about putting it into practice because it's it's something mm. I feel like I'm going through right now that's why when you asked mm. it and i started saying the first thing i realized oh no that's not actually the value those things are a result mm. of you know my morals and values exactly. well, because like when we talk about nigeria and everyone is like you know i'm one of those people like i need to make sure everything is good you know like if i'm going mm. to make a big decision i need to make sure i have a a, a landing net in case mm. anything goes wrong, mm. you know, I'm not, and, but then recently I've been thinking like, I keep talking about going to Nigeria, but I'm actually, you know, am I really going to do it? Because yes, my worries, mm. I want to help. I want to do this. But like we said earlier, you know, we want to make sure we're not just one of the people talking about it, but we're actually the people yeah. doing it. So now because of my morals and values and things I want to build, I'm like, okay, no, I need to go there. My, my heart mm. desire is to help. You know, mm. so I need mm. to go there. So that's actually now pushing me towards, you know. That's so. great. That's great. But you know I've, what I've been thinking about recently, right? There's this concept like, because I've just been like, my mindset has just sort of changed slightly. And I realized we all talk about like wanting to improve the world and impact the world. But 
have we actually improved and impacted oh, ourselves? Okay. Have, have we looked into, because a lot of these things are ex- external factors, which aren't bad, but in order to imp- have a big impact on the external factors of the world, we need to focus on the internal factors of ourselves and improve ourselves. Do you see what Definitely. I mean? How have I made sure my, my, uh, my family's good? Or, or you know, have, have I impacted them? Have I impacted my neighborhood, the community I'm in? Have I impacted my friends? Yet alone, I'm talking about impacts in the world. You know, these things is what we have to think about before saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to impact the world. Because if you can't impact yourself first and the people around, how are you going to impact the world? That's just, just, that's just oh, what I, I think. I, I agree. And I, th- and I think that comes with, one of the, that comes with experience and um, self-awareness. You know, because mm-hmm. you're, the fact that you can sit back and say, okay, am I, you're checking yourself. You know, you're actually mm-hmm. checking. Some people just go through life thinking, as long as people see, mm-hmm. you know, they forget to check themselves, you know, by themselves. Um, mm-hmm. my, because that's a question I ask. Because like, some, some people ask, when people ask me about my future and kids, the first people that come to my mind mm-hmm. are my sisters. Because to me, they are my kids. Mm-hmm. Those are the people I feel like I have to impact First, like if I can actually do something mm. for them, not in terms mm. of like feeding them or anything, you know, but if I cannot leave something yeah. or influence them in a positive way, mm. I shouldn't even be thinking of my kids yet. If my, my, my younger Thank you who have dreams and aspirations and they can't come to me and say, I'm just, it's not even for money, just for advice, guidance, and, mm. you know, mm. let me be some kind of... A, you know, then what, there is no point to start. Say, like, for me, I don't believe I'm going to change mm. the world. I just want to change one mm. person's world. That's great. You know? I, I like you've said that because that is very realistic. Not to say that you impacting the whole world isn't realistic, but you've actually said to yourself, okay, I want to start off by doing this first. Have I accomplished this one? Yes. Then I can move on to something yes. bigger. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, what you've said is absolutely perfect. That goes for my younger siblings and that goes for my little cousins in Africa. Who asks me for like, you know, um, how how can I influence them? Do you see what I'm trying to say? If I if if I'm talking about all this stuff for them in my house, I'm like the most hated guy. I'm like, <laughs> you know, anti-social. Like, how 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 am I planning on impacting the whole world? Do you see what I mean? I've been reading a lot recently, and I realized that what really separates really intelligent people from like average people, or let me say actual extraordinary people, is the fact that every night, every day they check themselves in a specific way, such as they ask themselves questions for self-improvement, mm. like today. At the end of today, you know, at the end of every day, you should be asking yourself, which again, I'll put my hands up, I don't do every day and I'm guilty of. Do I ask myself, this is what you should be asking yourself. Am I a step closer to my goal than I was yesterday? Did I accomplish everything I wanted to do yesterday? I mean, today. If I didn't, why? If you're not asking yourself those questions every day, then every day is, you're not, you're not improving. Do you see what I'm saying? And there's also, how do you measure, as you measure progress if you're not checking yourself every day? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, this is, this is similar to you asking these questions and writing them down in a journal, which is why, like, I'm a pro advocator, like, of journals. Journals are huge. Book, man. One because, day, like, I'm going to steal that black book. I'm going to steal what's inside. You're not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> but real talks, like, I feel like that's what we should be asking ourselves. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And Like, I'm working on being... I mean, again, to sum it off, this is my favorite, my favorite phrases, you know. I'm working on being the, the best version of myself. Before, before I can be the best version to anyone else, how, am I the best version to myself? Mm. So you see what I'm trying to say? I'm, how, how do I handle things, for example? I'll be honest with you. There's certain emotions in terms of like, oh, man, 
when that person is wrong to me, I just I just block them off. I stop talking to people. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, if I want to impact the world, that isn't an attitude that one should have. Do you uh-huh. see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm trying to say? So it's all about you fixing yourself internally and figuring out how you get peace of mind and all that stuff. And then I can start talking about, okay, I'm going to Nige and this is the first community I'm going to impact. You see what I'm saying? And therefore, Just yeah. to add to, because you were talking about, there's a word you said there, and which was the goal, you know, and I was speaking to someone recently and I asked her like, what, what, is, what is the end goal for you? You know, mm. not not your dreams. I just want to know, like, when you look at 30, 40, 50, what, what is the end goal? Is it you want to be married mm. and have happy, you know, and have a happy family and have a business? Mm. And she was like, that's a bit of a deep question. And I was like, because if you don't know what that final picture is, it's mm. really going to be hard for you to know what path to go on. It's going to be hard for you to know how to measure your progress. For example, I know I'm mm. in the job I'm in today. You know, I like mm. my job because I know the what I'm getting from it. It's not the greatest paying yeah. job, but the I came in there for the experience because that experience is I'm getting that experience in order to help the end goal. You know, mm. so when I go back every day and I say my my SQL skills at it hasn't improved, there's something mm. wrong somewhere. You know, and then I start asking people yeah. in the office, how do I do this? Where do I look for this? I was speaking to someone the other day about um getting my Microsoft accreditation. And it's like, okay, if you want to do this and in 10 years time, is not what you want to do. That's not what you need. So now I have to go back mm. and measure like, okay, what do I need in order to achieve that goal? And that's like what you were saying, like, in, you know, that self-awareness, that understanding yeah. of yourself, checking yourself. Yeah. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that comes along as we, as we mm. grow in life. So, Hundred percent, but I didn't want to cut you off. I just thought like you made that was a great observ- observation you made. You were talking about Will Smiths and his kids, like how he's brought them up. So what was the point? If you could just like wrap it oh, up. Oh yeah, to to add to that, because he was saying he asked um there was a song he did and he said, You ask your kid what did you learn today? I asked my kids what did you earn today? You know, and he's given them a certain wow. amount of freedom. Not that he's let them lose. I, I know uh, so when I'm watching him, I see yeah. how expressive he is. And mm. so when I look at his kids, and now I look at them in a different eye, looking at the person who's brought them up, because that's his values, you know, and that's what mm. he's built. So he's allowed them to express themselves. But I think he also knows when yeah. to reel them back in and say like, okay, it's time, you know, that's, that's enough, you know, like come back in that this is not what we are about, you know? And I think that's what I was trying to mm. say with whereby the world we build is going to influence, you know, our kids. Like, I, I always thank my dad, you know, for bringing me to, to a place where I am today, you know, where, where I can, because I was sitting at, we went out for drinks um, when someone was leaving the office. And I was, yeah. forgive me, this might sound a bit, I don't know if I'm allowed to say if this politically correct, but we all know I don't do well with politically correct. I was sitting with white people and I understood white people's joke. Oh, Okay. No, and then, but in that moment, I realized like, oh my God, my dad has created a world for me whereby I can mingle with these people. I can be one of them mm. and I can mm. still be Nigerian. And that is the world he yeah. has created for me. So when I say to my dad, I'm going back to Nigeria, he is not coming like I didn't. Now he doesn't say to me, I didn't send you to school to do that mm. because that's the world he's built. So when we say, 
you know, when I when you ask me, would I let my kids do, you know, what they want? And like, well, it really depends on the world I build for them. But as long as they hold yeah. to the morals and values that the family believes in and push that forward in making a positive influence in people's life, then then I'm good. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's that sums up great, to be honest, because the fact that it's all about what you build. That's what's... And again, I think this is another topic for another podcast. I feel like in the black community, we're not too good at that in terms of like passing something on that is going to be beneficial to the generation after us. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if you look at certain communities, they probably leave a house behind that's worth yeah. a lot. Or, let me not say a house, a set of property behind. Do you see what I mean? And then when we look at them, we look at them in terms of, oh, you were, you were bought into wealth. But then I've actually stepped out of like saying, well, viewing the world like that. If you think about it, it's not their fault that their family grinded, whether legit, you know, legitimately or illegitimately, to, you know, get great wealth and pass it yeah, down to yeah. them. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's all about thinking, you know, how that was done, you know. But again, that's another conversation for another podcast. But yeah, that's been a great discussion so far. And the last thing we want to talk about is just, you know, I think it's very important for us to have a, a tech in Africa segment. I think it allows us to sort of like see what's good things are happening in the continent. So um, for our tech in Africa segment today, well, it's not really tech in Africa, but it's linked to Africa. It's got to do with um, Acorn. Is, um, is, is the only one we can, like that man, man. I don't understand. Yeah. I almost say depend on, but the guy that's actually leading the way, you know, into wanting to improve Africa with the influence and power that he has through music. And what he's decided to do, he's launching a cryptocurrency. I should say he wants to launch a cryptocurrency called Acoin. I, I, I laughed at that name. Why did you? It's clever, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's kind of corny. Yeah, that's, that's the word. It's corny. But yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it's kind it's of corny like, still. I, I don't know. I don't know. A, a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can... nah. A coin yeah, with a better yeah. name than a coin. Like, yeah, I know. 100%. It's kind of corny still. Um, but yeah, he wants to come up with a cryptocurrency. Yeah. But, but not just that. He wants to build a crypto city. He's saying. Absolutely. So he said he wants that um, the cryptocurrency stuff, a coin, to um, facilitate the next project he wants to do, which is the Acon crypto city, basically. And he he's basically calling it the the Wakanda like the real Wakanda, basically. Oh. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about this? So what happened is that apparently the uh, governor of, uh, well, president of Senegal, because Akon is of, you know, Senegalese yeah. descent. He gave him like, I can't remember how many um, acres of land. It was large acres of land. Yes, I believe so. So Akon wants to use this to basically build a crypto city. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? And do bear in mind that in the past, Akon has done great things, such as provide light for 18 countries in Africa through solar panels. So I, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of people say. But um, the fact that he's taking this initiative is great. And it's, it's, it's very inspiring. What's, what's your view? On I, this? I, I love the fact that the, the, the Senegalese um, president did set the land aside because that's exactly what Obama did for Elon Musk. 
was giving yeah. the money to go ahead and do Tesla. Was it Tesla? They, they gave him some kind of loan. And he, yeah, it was for Tesla. Yeah. And he paid them back for it. And I, you know, because a lot of time in Africa, we say the government, you know, we're talking, the other one, we're talking about um, them trying to tax people and ban the, um, you know, yeah, WhatsApp, yeah. YouTube. So, but this, this is good to see. Um, I don't know how exactly he plans to, because normally my mind goes to when, when people say an idea, like any idea, I start thinking of yeah. the logistics behind it or the mechanism yes. behind it. So, so that's a great question. So this is what Akon said when they asked him, you know, how he plans on doing it. He said, I come up with the concepts and let the geeks figure it out. <laughs> I love it. So I love it. That's, that's great. But then, you know, us being geeks, you know, geeks can over, what's the word? Can sort of get overexcited. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is real. How do you plan on doing it? It would have been great to, to hear him say more about this stuff and actually provide a very, I wouldn't say a very robust answer, but a viable answer that can make us think, you know what? This could possibly, you know, work. Not to say that it can't work, but it would be great to, yeah. you know, get a good um, answer for him. But he did mention one thing. He said, blockchain technology and cryptocurrency could be the savior for Africa in many ways because of its high security factor. The app-based system allows people to utilize it in ways where they can advance themselves and not allow government to do those things that are keeping them down. Mm. That was his statement. That's what he said. Okay. That, that's fair. That makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. But me being the person I am, you know, not to hate, I like what Akon is doing, blah, blah, blah. And that poses me to ask another question as well. I wanted to ask you two questions. I know we've left the subject of Instagram, right, of IGTV. Yeah. But my, my, my question is, do we actually need another video app, number one? That, that's that's why I was going to ask earlier that I forgot to. But also in terms of Acon now, should we be worrying about cryptocurrency right now? And I would say we shouldn't worry about it in Africa, but should that be his... How do I say this? Should that be the Should that be his... Yeah, you know, I know he's doing electricity and light, which is great, but I feel like there are other things that Africa needs right now in terms of becoming the next advanced, you know, continent in the world. Do you see what I mean? I like this idea of cryptocurrency, but I would like to see him say something like, oh, what if we could, you know, get more technology applications such as, you know, computers, laptops to every school in Africa so that, you know, each kid not only learns how to code, but each kid learns how to learn like everyone else in the world is. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong here. Don't get me wrong by saying that, oh, I'm ungrateful. You know, we're always trying to pick what we want people to do. I'm just looking at a perspective in terms of like long-term, in terms of influencing the next generation. Not to say that blockchain or cryptocurrency wouldn't, but I'm just saying like, I love, I think the priorities here are skewed. That's what I think. Anyway. Yeah, see, because as you were reading that statement about blockchain, I started thinking, you know, uh, where exactly would we use it? Like, and who would mm. know? Not that there are not people in Africa that would know how to use it, but just the way mm. Africa is set up to some extent, it might mm-hmm. not be the most efficient thing to be using right now. Because yeah. we like seeing our money. You are mm. not going to be selling the average African man on blockchain. There are people in the village that have not mm. even seen a phone. Never mind you trying to explain cryptocurrency to them. You mm. know, so exactly. I definitely understand where you're coming from in terms of priorities as to you know. But again, I think it also depends on where he's looking. If he's building the city and he's going to have a school and he's going to you know 
teach and bring in so you know if he's going to do other things surrounding the city that he's trying to build fair enough yeah. but again he didn't make it clear in the in the answer yeah, so all, all, all we can do is say okay what exactly do you want to do because you're saying the gigs will figure it out if you don't give the gigs it's a not- direct uh, um, uh, a good direction we will figure something else yeah. out for you exactly or we'll build something you don't want such as a robot <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? You've, you've heard that saying, right? You've seen that stuff that they taught us in uni whereby um, the client tells us what they want. Wow. We build it and it's, it's not what they wanted. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're saying you want to build a mega city and the geek's going to build some next AI futuristic city with hovering cars and stuff. Like, it's not what you asked for. Yeah, so... Do you see what I'm trying to say? He, so, he needs to define exactly, first of all, what, uh, you know, what he wants to do. with Because 2,000 acres, mm-hmm. that's a lot of land. I mean, what exactly are you building? I mean, that's true. You know, if if they if they give me like some acres, Jesus Christ, I'm just I'm, I I want to make my village a, a modern day Wakanda. That's my that's that, that's my fifty year <laughs> dream, guys. I'm going to turn a mm. modern village into a to a modern day Wakanda. That's that's, that's <laughs> a dream. Yeah. No, mm. but like like you said earlier, he's he's doing some good work. With, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I can never wipe that, you know, away from him. Like being an American artist with Senegalese descent and not forgetting home. I admire a lot because it's not something you see, um, you know, a lot of US based or international artists doing. Not to say that there aren't international artists helping Africa, but in the large scale, you know, such as this, that is, is very influential and it's very motivating to see anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it on um, our discussion for today. Hope, you know, everyone has found it interesting. We hope that you've liked it and we will see you next yeah, week. Yeah, guys, connect to us on Twitter. We're there to have a chat. So, yeah, connect with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. We might even put a couple of videos on IGTV. Don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, sweet. All right, guys. Take, Take care. care.